Hello and welcome to episode two of The Cold Wallet. I'm Rongo. I'm Fujimax. And we are back after a surprisingly successful first episode. We're back. Think, yes. Um, more people listened than we expected. And it's, now we're very nervous. Yeah. I mean, it's the numbers are are wild. And we don't, I don't even know if we've looked at the RSS stats. I'm assuming most people are getting this podcast through RSS. And, you know, just the normal platform stats were off the charts. So I only can imagine that our RSS numbers are also pretty crazy. Given the decentralized world we live in, I'd assume RSS is the majority of the of the listenership. Uh, yeah, so thank you everyone for listening. Very nice to see that there is interest in another NFT podcast. Uh, I was a little nervous it was a crowded space, but I think maybe we have some unique stuff to contribute and people are interested. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, it's great and it was fun. So Yes. All right, so, so welcome back to The Cold Wallet, not just as a podcast, but also as a place. We are here at the bar. We've got the ambiance going. Uh, both of us have some, some some bar ambiance playing in the background, and we've got our beverages. So talk us through what are we sipping today? Uh, today we are sipping a Negroni, uh, nice. which... I, you know, I have found a, uh, I will admit to uh, drinking a boxed Negroni uh, that I just sure. get out of a little tap. But a high uh, quality box Negroni. High quality box uh, Negroni by St. Agrestus. Uh, quite tasty, you know, easy go to if you don't have time to, uh, you know, pull out all your different bottles and ingredients and bitters and all those things. You just throw some ice in a glass, hit the tap. I do do the orange peel, though, so I do take the time to go outside, grab an orange uh, off the tree and, wow. uh, you know, intense. do a little, yeah, do a little orange peel, uh, do some do some farming and then, you know, uh, come in and, and then uh, do a little orange peel uh, on top. And uh, yeah, it's great. Great. Well, I, so I also have a Negroni. Mine's made with Ford's gin. I don't know if that's, oh, I guess we're not, I don't know, you would have still needed to supply your own gin in this equation no 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 oh no, it's no. built into the santa it's built, it's built in, in it's, a, it's, a, it's wow. all in one everything's it's, in the box it's it's, wow. it's great yeah no uh, but i am a i am a ford's gin fan in fact i just uh picked up a bottle uh today they were out of it last time i was buying gin and uh it was back so if you need more ford's gin it is back in stock nice all right well we got our drinks we got a list of of topics plenty of topics for this i'm surprised how much happened in the past week it, and it's we've incredible, really. Quite the backlog to get through. So let's yeah. get into it. First let's of all, it. we've got breaking, breaking news. news. Breaking news. Breaking news. We've got breaking news. We have uh, we, just as we were getting ready to go to air here, uh, we had uh, yet another Azuki check your wallet moment uh, that happened, and uh, it uh, was. Every Azuki holder uh, was told to check their wallets, and, and and for every Azuki you owned, there was a twin tiger jacket token uh, wow. waiting for you in your wallet. And uh, not only does it look cool, it's like this three D spinning, uh, you know, reversible bomber jacket, uh, but uh, it's redeemable for an actual physical uh, reversible bomber jacket. Wow. And what uh, is the? Are you paying for the jacket as well? No, they're no free. They're sending you a free jacket. They're sending you a free jacket, and it's wow. not. It's not just any jacket. It's it is a Japanese silk embroidered, like I said, reversible one side blue, one side red jacket. Zero cost. Wow. Uh, and and for token resales, 
uh, so any resales that happen on uh, secondary, 100% of the proceeds are going to uh, uh, Stand With Asians, an AAPI-focused community fund. Wow. So zero profit, and that's like 10,000 times. So they're saying the jackets have an MSRP of $2,000. Wow. So I'm sure that's not probably the production cost, right? But the MSRP is yeah. 2,000. So that's, you know, you're talking about 10,000 Azuki, 2,000 bucks a jacket, it's $20 million you know, sure. worth of worth of product that they're sending for free. And the thing that's cool and the thing I've seen in my Twitter feed is you've got um, uh, particularly the Bored Ape folks, um, of which I, I have a mutant myself, but the Bored Ape folks are saying, hey, uh, Zuki holders just got this token dropped for this awesome high-end merch. And meanwhile, Bored Ape holders are, you know, buying ape coin and then buying merch with that ape coin for hoodies sure. and sweatpants and and hats and they're a little i would say they're a little feeling a little jealous uh at this moment is what i saw on my twitter feed so and then what's the what, what is it currently trading for on secondary do you know are you trying to pick one up here it's uh yeah so we're looking at uh they're about 0.4 eth right now but the, the lowest sale i've seen is I think I saw a 0.27, um, wow. and the highest offer is 0.33. So it's a pretty, you know, for for the cost of a for the cost of a midnight breeze, you could you could own a Japanese silk jacket. reversible bomber jacket. Although it is, I mean, it's definitely it's a bit of a um, bit of a of, of a um, ambitious play to be wearing the Azuki jacket and not actually possess an Azuki. Right. Yeah, I think I, I think like. that's true. But <laughs> but you know, I mean, I think like let's say so you're you hold you hold some beans, right? Sure. So it's, it's not like you're you know not in the garden, right? In the in the and to use the the Azuki words, and so you know I think that I think that counts. And then if they wanted them to be you know not resellable, they could have they could have locked the collection, right? So right. Um, you know they clearly yeah. want people to be able to sell it, and it goes to a good cause. So the, the money that you spend sure. to pick one up, people know that you also supported, you know, a good cause, which is, which is kind of cool. And then, I mean, so, but then a collection of so 2K MSRP, but they're going for, you said 0.3. So they're, I mean, they're going for yeah. a huge discount. If yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they were just trying to set a floor by saying, yeah. and again, they're, they're, they're probably very nice jackets. I'm sure they cost uh, many hundreds of dollars to make um, given um, what I've, what I've seen of them. Um, you know, it doesn't cost, uh, you know, $2,000 to make a nice Louis Vuitton uh, jacket either. Sure. Uh, but that's the MSRP. So you can kind of, that number is whatever they want it to be. Um, sure. But maybe they'll be selling them. I don't know. All right. Uh, yeah, see, I, yeah. I, I constantly feel like I need to get into one of these products that gets, just gives you stuff. Because I mean, I mean, all these products that require a lot of me, you know, require yeah. a, lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot of investment of, of, of figuring out arcane systems and navigating right. them right and i feel like that's not a, a winning model at least given the amount of time i have to spend on navigating those arcane systems yeah there seems to be two schools of thought on delivering value right now one is like hey get in early some kind of staking mechanism earn a, a secondary token that you can then sell as other people are trying to get in like you know the the raid party model we'll call that or sheet fighter or sheet fighter uh, another another great great uh gamified uh, um, staking mechanic um uh, as, as i add sheet fighter to and raid party really to our our future episode list here yeah i mean we should talk about that aesthetic of project like that is a vibe um, so yeah, so there's projects like that that you know basically gamify staking, and then you know you get rewarded through kind of the the tokens that you generate and things like that. Um, and then there've been kind of just the you know the airdrop model of you're a holder, 
they take a snapshot, they airdrop, um, and then, you know, so this is the Azuki model, like we just mentioned, they did it, they've done it with beans, they've now done it um, with uh, the jacket. Uh, and uh, the other project, of course, that's that's done that a lot um, is, is Artifact um, yeah. and, and their whole ecosystem. So there, there's literally, you can trace back an Artifact's history, like if you bought one of their, I forget what it was called, it was like a mecha pigeon or a, I don't know what it was, some kind of pigeon. But basically, if you bought that pigeon and held it this entire time, I think it ended up dro dropping you like multiple clones, space drip. Uh, the clones dropped monoliths and and space pods, and the space pods dropped loot pods, and the monoliths opened and dropped Nike shoes and vials and another monolith. It's like you know you spent like 0.2 ETH on this pigeon, and then yeah. you end up with like you know. Uh, like 80 ETH worth of stuff. <laughs> but I mean, you would have had to hold on to not just the pigeon, but also all of that derivative stuff to right, actually get right, that value. Right, right, And not, yeah, and not sell any of it along the way to take some profits and things like that. So hindsight is obviously 2020 and in all of this. Uh, they, they did mention though, uh, one of the mods mentioned in, in the Azuki uh, chat that, uh, uh, you know, beans are going to get something as well at some point here. Oh, so. Wow, um, I hold two of those. That's right, that's right. So all you bean holders... Wow! Out there, get excited. I am. I'm. I'm not unexcited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it'll. It'll. It's soon. 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 Yeah. Is the trust the process in the in the, okay. in the words of the garden? Um, okay. Should we move on? Uh, yeah. So that was one. That's big. Big Azuki news. Uh, but then yes, and and apparently because we're the with the Azuki news podcast, uh, <laughs> at least for the first. 10 minutes uh there was other big azuki news this past week yeah well i wouldn't really call it so i'm not i'm not talking ahead. about this for azuki reasons i think sure. it's it makes it popular but i think there's a bigger topic here so so one the breaking news we didn't plan on talking about that so we're kind of like double barreling azuki up front and then i promise we won't mention it again and we'll move on to the rest of things uh but what we had uh earlier this week was um a twitter account nft ethics um that decided to uh Docs Zagabond. Um, and I don't know. People are kind of still trying to figure out what the point of the thread was. Um, it's a it's about it's a 25, 26, uh, yeah, 25 post long, a tweet long thread um, where they basically detail how well connected to the web two space to VC funding um, to a bunch of people that seem to know what they're doing. Um, Zagabond actually is. Um, and so it's just this very weird thread of, I believe they were trying to like expose him for what he is and who he is. And, uh, look at, look at all this, these bad things. And, uh, I don't know that the kind of takeaway was like, actually, you've just pointed us at like somebody who seems like pretty well connected and like connected to people who are pretty well funded. And maybe he's got some motivation to do a good job here. Right. Um, and, and without and, any clear evidence of wrongdoing. wrongdoing. Yeah. There was no continuation, but yeah. there's not like a smoking gun of like, here is the other thing he did wrong that he didn't tell us about in the in all the previous disclosures, right? Right. It's like they they like you, you pulled the mask off, and then you expected something to other else to drop. Like, oh, this person, oh, they're infamous for X Y Z, and it was just like, no, they just seem to be like well connected to other people. <laughs> well, now, although there was a smoking gun for me, right? Okay. Which is I, which is I happen to, I mean, in in his job history, right? No. We've got him being the, uh, I think, chief of staff for for some company for i think the one of the blockchain companies oxo yep. something um and let's not so talk got, about so i don't want to do too much like 
into who he actually is because I just don't think it's I don't think it's an okay sure. thing. But like, but we can dive into kind of the 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 the, the um. I'm the just saying, the, one, the, one, the one smoking gun is yeah. is chief of staff for a thing and then yeah. one of the key statements in the in the space in the twitter space and and the other stuff around the um builder's journey thing is like i'm not good at operations i'm not good at running things i'm good at like creative ideas uh which i feel like yeah. is at odds from being previously a chief of staff but that was my only that was the only thing where i looked and i was like mm, this doesn't quite check out but maybe that's just kind of like he's realized what he's good at and then has gravitated toward that you know having a role where he knows he can contribute meaningfully to the project um which has clearly worked for azuki so yeah and i mean i mean i you know not to i, I think that's a fair point i i would say that i you know i've, I've worked with a number of chiefs of staff over the years i guess at at, at the place i work and um they're 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 all over the place kind of because they're 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 whatever they're that chief of staff, right? If you don't know, are basically like you know the right right hand man or woman of kind of a maybe an executive at a at, at a company, um, and usually it's kind of like to complement what that executive isn't necessarily good at, right? It's usually to kind of bolster some some of their um, skill set, um, help them with some rudimentary tasks and whatnot. And so obviously that person would have to be uh, organized at least to some level, but you know maybe their the executive they were supporting was very good at that and what they actually needed was a creative soundboard or something so who knows exactly especially at you know different scale of company you know do do different kinds of things with what their chiefs of staffs need to do but but fair point that you know it uh you, you would hope that that somebody who's trying to um uh, help an executive coordinate and be successful with themselves you know be a, be a little bit organized right <laughs> Yeah. Right. And then there's one other point I'll make about this, which yeah. is um, I think it really shows that um, e even taking some steps to be anonymous, like there is so much all this, everything that NFT Ethics did here is based on public data. Right. Yeah. They looked at old Twitter threads and wallet transactions and social media profiles and GitHub interactions like there's just so much public information out there on the web for really like anyone who has spent a significant amount of time doing things on the web that it just makes it like pretty untenable to, to actually be anonymous. Um, and, and that's something that I think is like uh, that this is, is a, a good reinforcement of that. Like, Hey, like it's not really that possible to hide behind anonymous identity, but it makes it even more impressive for people that do because yeah. they must be doing a really good job of separating their current activity from all of their past, you know, potentially massive history of other activity yeah. on the web and elsewhere. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a question of just like, I think you can be anonymous in web three, but I, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you can be a successful builder and really be anonymous when you find success. Like, I just think that that's, it, it get, would get harder with every single day as you need to actually try and provide value for all the people invested in you, and you need interact to, with the real world. Like you need to interact with the real world at some point. You need to actually you know, live with with non Web three <laughs> entities and companies and and things like that. At least in the way that we see the NFT NFT space shape today. And so at some point, like you know, it's gonna. Uh, I, I think it's gonna come out for everyone. So um, yeah, it's definitely a, definitely a thing to think about if you're. Some, if, let's say you're starting an NFT podcast under pseudonyms, 
yeah. you, you know, you'd want to be really sure that um, no one could just come along and, 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 and find out who you are. So uh, I'm yeah. sure we're completely safe and none of well, our and, and I mean, would try to do that. I mean, certainly I, like, I wouldn't really enter into any situation thinking I could be truly anonymous if someone really did the research. I think for me, it's more the opposite direction where it's like, you know, it, it, you don't want people searching your real name and finding like the, you know, nfts you're buying and stuff like that you yeah. know um uh and and where your wallets are and things like that right um like ideally yeah. you don't want someone to see like very visible financial activity if they search your real name you know <laughs> yeah in fact um, that was one of the first reasons that uh i i ended up splitting off like you know uh, the kind of uh my nft activity into a into a pseudonym was not not to like hide it for somebody who really cared to find out, but was more, uh, <laughs> I got a ping from, uh, you know, um, I manage a team of people uh, and I got a ping from somebody on my team that said, Hey, nice pickup. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, uh, realized that, uh, somebody, you know, basically watched me buy a, you know, $20,000 JPEG. And, uh, I was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, you know, well, and, it's, and you know, it being <laughs> a, in addition to like, potentially embarrassing depending on what you're buying but like you know or, or depending on people's perception of the value of what you're buying yeah. uh you know it's also like uh it, it exposes you to more targeted threats in terms of someone being able to find your you know real life identity and then target you there and try and fish you yeah. with something that is specifically targeted to get you to click something that then yep. you know acts on and tries to expose your private keys or whatever right so it, it just connects dots in a way that makes it easier for bad actors to do bad things yeah. right so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well, so that cool. anything else on doxing Zagabond? Uh, I don't think so. I think just maybe to wrap the whole Azuki se uh, section, you know, it was nice to, you know, after the drop today, um, you know, I think uh, Zagabond have been pretty quiet um, the last, you know, week and change. Um, and, uh, you know, he was that kind of active back into the, in the, in the chat and, um, you know, kind of, I don't know, just there hanging out with the community, which is something I think, uh, maybe he's going to be doing a little bit more of um, going forward. So that was good to see. Good to see the community hyped. Because um, after all, that's the fun, most fun part of this is the community. Sure. Yeah. All right. Speaking of community, great communities. Great, yes. great, great um, projects with great communities. Uh, our next topic is, we so said we talked about this last time. Correct. Fly Meta. Fly Meta. Fly Meta. Do we want to give, uh, do, what's the, uh, I think maybe it'd be helpful if we gave our listeners kind of maybe like the web address to go hit to look at some of this stuff. Is there yeah, a we, 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 can, we can give out uh, web web two addresses if, yeah. if you would like. Um, the, or, I mean, I can read the contract address if, if you would no, like. Let's not do that. That's, we can put that in the show notes maybe. You know, Do we have show notes, by the way? Our show notes? Uh, we, so show notes <laughs> used to be a big thing in podcasts. I, yeah. I don't think they're a thing anymore. But okay. Okay, I That's could okay. be wrong. Uh, so, we can at least uh, we can just give somebody something a visual to look at while we're talking about flymeta because yes. they because right. they are they're beautiful. So we should let them look at they them. Are, they are they are the website is flymeta.io, and you can go there. You can listen to a wonderful four minute long loop of airport ambiance, which is great in and of itself. May or may not have sold me entirely on the project just from that. <laughs> nice. That's nice. But in addition to that, it's a it's a really cool project that is around building these boarding passes, airplane boarding passes to various mostly real destinations, mostly cities 
around the world, but then a few destinations that are, I guess, also real, but but maybe less realistic to travel to, like the moon or the sun, and and, um, and making really interesting designs that incorporate kind of the feel of the place, incorporate various local references, and lots of little Easter eggs and hidden touches, a lot of care going into these. I mean, they're very, very... Um, uh, sort of uh, uh, finely crafted. Each one has a lot of uh, clearly a lot of time put into it. Yeah. Um, so, so I think what, what I wanted to mainly touch on with Fly Meta, it, it, there isn't any big recent news. There've been a couple sneak peeks and stuff like that, and there's clearly more coming. The, the first edition of it was a round of about a hundred, I think exactly a hundred passes. And more, I want to talk about the way in which kind of it was handled, and which I think is really cool, just the way and the sort of interaction with the community along the way, which I thought was a really nice way to ramp up a project. So the way it, it, it worked was first there was an announcement and a discord and, and all the various things that generally you'd expect at the start of a project. And there was a relatively small, but you know, large enough to be meaningful set of people in Discord kind of engaged early on. And there wasn't any of the typical sort of, you're gonna grind for an allow list spot or any of that sort of stuff, or, or there even is gonna be an allow list. Um, it instead was, and this is the, the founder, Gabriel, kind of drawing on previous experience with other collections and being a collector in the past, there was this pre-sale process where you basically could register right. for interest and say, I will buy up to three, one, two, or three. Yep. And the uh, result of that was having a reserved sale on OpenSea at essentially mint price, which was I think 0.05 for you, for you and only you to buy and, and having it be a bundle. So if you wanted to buy three, you would only pay once for the, for the bundle of three. So I thought that was a really nice nicely run process. yeah i mean nice touch i was very hands-on right very manual like i mean it you know to kind of um go so you know i think uh as part of the pre-sale process it was you know you were allowed to pick the numbers that you wanted as well right so you could kind of put down oh, i want yeah. pass that was number cool 13 28 and 69 whatever if you got and, a lucky number or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, some people went unrevealed right these are all uh, uh unrevealed pre right. um just just right. generic it image. was just to get the token id that maybe you wanted so yeah idea of a yeah. lucky number or something like that or or there was people you know that that you know uh as expected went for like one and 169 because you know it's, i'm gonna sell that for more because because memes um and so but yeah but it was like very hands-on uh he was checking he was coming into that 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 part of the discord and putting a little check mark um once once he'd kind of taken your order um and then yeah they got they got put up and we were able to buy them and then i think once they were all sold that's when kind of the reveal started which was also a kind of atypical reveal process and you want to talk a little bit about that yeah the reveal was super cool so Basically, so these are so everyone's got their passes now. I think there were, I forget if there were still any unsold or not. I think he waited until they were all sold through, right? Before they were all sold. Was, In fact, I bought okay. the. Uh, he meant to hold five over in his wallet uh yep. in the, sorry in the project's wallet and he accidentally hold six held six um and so at the <laughs> last minute he went he was like hey i need to sell this last one so i actually bought that one uh, uh so i, okay. I started four of these bad boys yeah cool and so then the so then yeah the reveal process was actually a very manual process of going through and revealing individual passes over the course of i think a couple of days because he was kind of looking for opportunities where there was lower gas where 
yeah, you can see he's got to update all the metadata and and um, that I think you know costs costs some gas. And so there was kind of this period of, of a few days where kind of passes were starting to reveal and everyone was paying attention and, and, and checking in and seeing what had been revealed. And then the last 10, I think it was 10 passes were yep. reserved. He, he had kept those unrevealed for an event where everyone gathered in the discord and then actually went through the the final 10 and he revealed each one of them and people kind of knew at that point whether they had passes in the final 10 or not and got to see you you know everyone got to see at the same time what each one was revealed to be and of course because they were the last 10 they were a lot contained several of the most special passes including right. like the moon pass uh los angeles new york um I forget what else was in the last 10. The sun, I think, was might the have been the last 10. was in there. Um, I think Tokyo, that, maybe? Was that Tokyo, safe for last 10? Yeah, all, all, the, all the bangers kind of, you know, were in those those last 10. So he clearly knew which tokens were which. This wasn't, you know, I mean, again, because he had us pick the token numbers in the first place, like, there's no way we could have, you know, well, I guess we won't get into it, but I guess he could have uh, just put the metadata wherever he wanted to. Um, but we will assume that, 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 that he didn't, but he did save, you know, some for last for sure. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So that, that was really cool. I mean, just the notion of doing that, doing the reveal, not as just a big batch operation, but doing the reveal as a more manual and community, community event. thing. Yeah. What? It was a community, it was a community event. Community reveal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that was um, super cool. Yeah, it was a good, you know, it was it was a pretty fresh, you know, I think we'd been in there maybe for at that point for, I don't know, like maybe a month, three or four a month weeks. Or so. I was going to say yeah. a month, yeah. Um, and so, like, it was, it was, you know, a group of people that, you know, some of us knew each other from some other discords because we kind of recruited some folks in, uh, but lots of, like, fresh faces. And um, so it was, you know, people that you didn't really... Uh, hadn't known for that long but you know for that reveal and whatnot it was kind of like everybody was there um obviously with the artists there really engaged and kind of interacting and everybody like freaking out about how cool they were looking and um you know him responding to that and just being kind of like very gracious and um kind of flattered right i guess by the appreciation was was super cool so um yeah definitely a you know a moment to remember cool and actually two other things i remember that are worth mentioning on fly meta one is now that they've all been revealed one of the aspects of them is they can evolve over time. And so right. some passes, depending on if there's current events in the city or uh, changes in, in whatever in the city's weather patterns or, you know, things like that, the pass can evolve to reflect that. And then yep. along with that, if you keep a pass in a single wallet with no transactions, no listings, nothing like that for, I think, 36 months, that, 30 is months. that right? 30 months. Yeah. 30 months? 30 wow. months. You keep a pass in a single wallet for 30 months with no transit, which is of course an eternity in yep. NFTs, then it can be converted into a vintage version of that pass. Yeah. Which yeah. is a super cool mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So you basically it's rewarding people who hold on um for the promise that it's going to turn into something that many people most people are not willing to wait that long for. But that vintage pass is not just like it's not just like it adds a vintage to the metadata. Um, it, it has unique art. Um, so the pass itself evolves aesthetically um, to be aged. Um, and uh, yeah, just super cool. On the first part that you mentioned, I, I guess I'll just say that, you know, it's very clearly a very meaningful uh, thing to to Gabriel uh, around the, the, the those external effects that you mentioned, like weather and stuff like that. You know, I think 
uh, the things he really emphasized were things like war, global warming, pollution, forest fires, floods. Um, so actually significant events that happened to that city um, might evolve the past. And so, you know, I think some of the striking passes, uh, you know, there's like Aleppo, um, right, which is kind of this tattered and burned, um, you know, uh, pass. Um, and, uh, you know, things like that. I think the, the Beijing pass, I believe the pass itself had the air quality rating printout, um, you know, on the pass from the day that it was minted. Um, and so basically this idea of it's going to be a living, um, evolving piece of art that, that changes as the world in some areas gets worse or gets better, like the passes themselves will change, which again, just from an art perspective is very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So just to give a rundown, so I currently hold Singapore, Napoli, Istanbul, Shanghai, and Palermo. And actually Strasbourg as well. Although I'm looking to sell that if anyone wants to pick that up. Not knuckle nothing for vintage grade. Knuckle for vintage grade on the Strasbourg. <laughs> no, I mean it's I, I just don't have any personal connection to, to Strasbourg. So happy yeah, to offload yeah. it to someone who does. <laughs> yeah. I believe so. I have Mykonos uh, and I think I have Athens. Um, I think the other two I have sold. Um, Athens, though, very cool. Athens um, is a pretty simple pass at its base. It's very, you know, kind of the, the so these are, uh, if you're not looking at the website, these are kind of like uh, stylized versions of not, you know, not the thing most of us are using today, which is our mobile phones with a QR code. But these are the passes where, you know, when you went to the counter and they printed things out, you know, you'd get your nice physical pass that you'd tear, they'd tear the stub off as you went through the through the gate to your plane. Um, and so they're a stylized version of that. But, but the Athens one is a, you know, fairly normal pass, but then has many uh, kind of handwritten quotes from, um, you know, uh, 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 ideas, I think, you know, kind of your philosophical quotes. Um, and so there's some stuff from Aristotle, maybe, um, you know, things like, um, you know, uh, the only one wisdom is not knowing you know nothing, right? So I think the idea is just kind of handwriting that maybe as you're in the airport, uh, you know, waiting to to go to Athens, you're kind of just scribbling uh, what's in your mind um, before you before you get there. So um, just a cool aesthetic in general. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that is anything else on Fly Meta? Or... Uh, the only thing I'll say on Fly Meta is so obviously you could buy them on OpenSea, but uh, there is a batch two yes. coming. Uh, and the idea with batch two is it's going to be um, another collection on Ethereum. Uh, and the price, uh, the date, quantity, supply, all that's kind of to be determined. Um, but the price will be, um, we'll start at whatever the floor price is of the existing collection. So um, at least that was what was what was said uh, when, it, when it was announced. And so the idea is not to undercut anybody that... Um, is maybe holding out there, but to continue to expand the collection, um, which I, 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 again, this I think this project is less about um, uh, going to the moon in the normal uh, Web3 sense and more about actually the art of going to the moon uh, with the moon pass. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, and then along with that, there's new ones coming out that are apparently going to be artist collaborations as well. So there was Copenhagen, which yeah. was an artist collaboration which are released as an auction, 24-hour auction, where the starting price is the current floor floor price, which I think is also right. a very nice way to do that. So, Yep, yep, yeah, cool, cool. project, well, check it out. Very cool project, definitely worth checking out. All right, 
speaking of cool projects worth checking out the coolest the coolest uh so talking about uh drops and 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 phys- and real life value um being delivered we've got the board breakfast club uh which you can grab the website for the boardbreakfastclub.com okay perfect uh and the board breakfast club is uh, a very cool concept actually so uh and this was a this was actually um I got this NFT uh, as, a, I, as a, I gifted it as a, it was a, as a birthday, birthday gift. present. That's right. Yep. It was a Which birthday was gift. Very complicated. Gifting an NFT very tricky because you don't want to reveal that you've bought it, right? So it's right. not like you can just like buy it, keep it in your wallet, and then send it on the person's birthday because that would be obvious. Well, you, you could have done that. I could have done that, but then it would have been visible yeah. that I was buying this thing, and and it wouldn't have been as much of a surprise. Well, oh, you see, you mean buy it with your wallet? Right. Yeah. So right. Yeah. What I did instead was create a totally new wallet. Right. Buy it with that wallet, and then give the keys to that wallet or key to that wallet as the as the gift. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that was cool. It was like unwrapping a present. I put the key in. And it was like, oh, look at this. Cool. Um. But yeah, I didn't know what it was at first. Uh. It was kind of this. If you go check these NFTs out, they're not. They're fine. I mean, they did a good job with the art. They're, um. But they're. You know, you're not here for the art, I guess that's what I'll say. Uh, but they're cool. So they're kind of like a first person perspective of an, of, of an ape at some kind of table or, or other uh, flat yeah, surface. Like, I with... mean, there's, there's some fun. They've, they've definitely, yeah. there's some fun traits, but it's not, it doesn't pull you in the way some certain yeah. other banner projects pull you in. Right, right. But again, not here for the art. What you're here for is the coffee. Yes. Uh, and so the way that this works is that uh, there is a community coffee wallet that is funded by uh, royalties from the NFT sale itself. Um, they also sell the branded coffee. So the Board Breakfast Club is, uh, you know, essentially um, oh, 16 ounces of coffee, beans, 30 ounces. I don't know. It's a small, it's a, it's a, it's a bag. But yeah, it lasts me about a month, a um, couple weeks. Uh, and so uh, they're, 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 they're Board Ape um uh branded coffee uh beans and they have apes from the, the community from the founders that are kind of that are the art and they've also created additional art that go on the bags and so they sell the nfts they just sell the coffee you can straight up buy it um and you can also buy merch and stuff like that but all that money goes into the community coffee wallet and when it fills up and uh, all the way uh it means that every nft holder gets a free bag of coffee beans which this when i first <laughs> bought this i actually wasn't sure what all the mechanics were going to be i thought i was potentially yeah. gifting something where you were going to have to pay at least like, for, like it, it allowed me to buy the coffee because i owned the nft yeah. but i saw to buy the coffee right? yeah exactly and then turns out it's like you don't even have to pay shipping like it's just right. no you just <laughs> put it in your name and your address and like you connect your 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 your, you know, your hot wallet or whatever and you just say boom uh and then in like two weeks uh they, so they do everything in a batch. So you, you, you do your, you have a certain window where you um, uh, claim your bag. Uh, they then do all the roasting, packaging, shipping. Um, and then you've got coffee at your door. Uh, and, and it's good. Do you want to talk a little bit about the first uh, blend? That, well, that so, we the, got? so blend one, neither of us got to experience because blend one was, right. was before right. we were, we were in a snapshot that would enable us to get it. Blend two was the greasy spoon. The Greasy Spoon, such which, a good, good yes. name for which a was their of take on essentially diner coffee. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then blend three is breakfast in bed, which just 
just came out and i think they did they did the snapshot already may 16th and it's in the claim window now you can claim it now if you were in the snapshot and they're going to ship it on june 4th and i don't know that it has i i don't know that they released the details ahead of time in, in terms of what the concept is i think we probably have to wait until we actually get the the coffee to hear about the the concept behind blend three so yeah, we're behind yeah. breakfast in bed breakfast in bed yeah and it's uh it's like i said it's like you said it's really good coffee a greasy spoon was you know i'm a big fan of just kind of very simple coffee uh i, I avoid fancy stuff for the most part and having a coffee that was made with a, a quality bean that was roasted well uh packaged well the, the packaging is also fantastic not just from aesthetically but oh yeah uh, beautiful packages yeah uh, but built in one way valve, uh, I think that, uh, helps you compress it down, throw it in the freezer. It's great. But the, the greasy spoon stuff was, um, uh, it was good. It was, it was, it tasted like diner coffee, but tasted like, I don't know quite how to say it. It was definitely had that aesthetic, but it was also, you know, didn't have the, doesn't burn, you know, cause a lot of diner coffee is generally good, but it kind of gets burnt in the, in the, you know, sitting on the, the burner for so long and things like that. But it was a nice kind of, uh, oily, uh, very oily, uh, very, very oily. Oily. <laughs> most, the most oily I think I've ever experienced a coffee yeah. being. Yeah. Greasy. <laughs> even yeah. Literally greasy. Yes. Yeah. But it's great. And, uh, and it also comes with, so you get a little package, comes with the coffee, comes with some stickers, which super cool uh and then comes with a pope as well so you can uh, proof of participation token that you can claim so you can just hit a qr code connect your wallet that you claimed your coffee with um and then you get a pope in your wallet to show that you were there for for that blend so kind of embracing the whole uh, number of different technologies um and oh, they also have cool stuff on twitter where if um you can you can you can give someone a cup of coffee kind of just like by, I think, tweeting at them. I think it's their kind of referral marketing program. But if 20 people give a person a cup of coffee, they get a free free bag of the blend as well. So they just have kind of some cool stuff going on in the community. And um, it's cool to see these like ape derivative projects where people are actually leaning into the value of they own the IP of this thing that is well-known, is popular. And, you know, it's, it's, I, I enjoy the ape art, so I'll say well done. Um, and they create a brand around it. Uh, and so super cool. And they're, they're partnered with a company called, uh, yes, please. Who just also does great coffee, does actual coffee, or does, does, does coffee subscriptions where you can just pay real dollars for coffee. Right. <laughs> if you, if you're into that kind of thing, paying real <laughs> dollars for coffee, you can do it. Uh, but the point is that they're leaning into them for the things that they're good at and they're doing the stuff on the tech side and, and, and things like that, but leaning into somebody else for actual fulfillment and whatnot. So, um, it just very smart project overall is kind of the way I would describe it. Yeah, really clever. And I, again, I was I didn't know exactly how it would work at first, but now that it is confirmed that it is just essentially free coffee for life, I guess, dependent on how much it generates on the secondary market and all that, or how much how much they can get from secondary market sales. Very cool. Very convenient. Yeah, yeah. I'll take I'm some coffee every now and then. I know, I know. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on, I've got like, I want to say one more, you know, kind of, uh, French press left. That's how many beans I've got left. And so of I've got a couple spoon. weeks of the greasy spoon. And I, and I missed, they did a, they did a special blend for Ukraine that was, was going towards uh, the proceeds were going to go towards supporting um, humanitarian efforts there. But I, I told you about it and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna order a bag. And then uh, time got away from me that day and I went wow. back to order it and it was out. So, wow. well, my bag's um, on the way. So I know, I know. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be out I, of... I can, I can share some and we can compare notes. Okay. Appreciate that. Thank you. 
All right. So All right. For Breakfast Club, uh, check it out. That's a good time. Yes. All right. Next, next topic slash project. So I don't want to get too deep into this project specifically, um, but it is worth discussing some of the interesting uh, things that have happened with it. So I think the issue with getting deep into this project is like you could spend, I don't know a lot about the origin of this project and other projects associated with it, but I feel like you could spend four to six hours uh, talking yes. about uh, how we've arrived at this moment for this project we're about to talk about. And so uh, I will I, add a topic for a future show going deeper into the company behind this project and other related efforts. But yeah. so, so this project is Ragnarok, but not the Ragnarok you're probably thinking of, at least if, if you're in some of the same uh, NFT circles that we are, there is a what, Ragnarok meta project, which is uh, generating or characters that are part of a, a metaverse that are Ronin in a metaverse, something, something. That is not this project. This project is also, though, called Ragnarok, or at least was. And what? then when that other Ragnarok project became extremely popular, this project changed its name to, just looking it up, End of Days colon Ragnarok. Good. Right. So, so this project is notable for a few reasons. One, ridiculous amount of notifications from the Discord. I'm looking right now. There, are, I have 12 unread notifications from the Discord. I last marked it as read probably about 12 hours ago. So about one, there's about one at every one every hour or so, which is is maybe a little excessive, a lot excessive. And then the other thing, which is what we wanted to get into here a little bit, is they were planning on a mint, which we had been intending to talk about. They were planning on minting this Wednesday, which should be right. at this point two days ago. And and the way they did this was they they issued tokens, have issued tokens a while ago to people who are on the allow list to mint. And you basically hold a token that corresponds to a, a Norse god and then you're able to mint a character or, or a, a fighter that, that corresponds to that Norse god. So they they what those concept, exist. By the way, what a concept. What a concept, yes. Well, concept. And it's actually a cool concept. Then yes. after that, then your characters all fight each other in this battle royale thing, and, a fa and one faction wins, or, you know, one faction advances in each round, and then each faction gets to compete, and then eventually one character wins. And you actually, there's actually like rewards and prizes for your character making it farther and farther in the in the competition so it's actually i think it's a cool concept it is and it is cool that they did this thing where you basically now i have i have tokens in my wallet which are redeemable for for characters um and uh and and that's i think a nice way to handle the whole like allow listing thing it's a little clearer that i, I know i'm good to go because i have these tokens then they were going to mint this wednesday so this wednesday is going to be when you convert those into real um uh, fighters or characters or whatever and they delayed it because, at least according to their announcement, they said in consultation with their advisors and among the team, they basically don't want to do a mint in the current market. So I thought it, maybe you know, we'd just talk about kind of the notion of like, is it does it make sense to basically delay mints indefinitely? And that's what they did. I mean, they didn't announce a new right. date or anything. It's just like, we don't like the current market, so we're not going to mint for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about a project that, I mean, I get it. You're, oh, what, this project's been going on for, oh, we first got into that Discord. I mean, 
like months, months, many, many months ago, several like, months, yeah, many, many. It was more than several. I think we're talking four, four months, maybe five. Um, yeah, but very long time. So I'm mean, gonna get it. You're doing a lot of work, and then suddenly, like you're in the midst of kind of one of the biggest kind of crypto meltdowns in in a while. Uh, that hey, maybe maybe it's not the greatest idea to throw our thing out there right now. And the, you know, maybe it's part bear, the bear market. Maybe it's part. There's just a lot going on, and so you know, there's a lot of volatility. So who knows what's gonna happen? Um, also, you know, it doesn't hurt when numbers are generally going up into the right if you're looking to, to start a project and, and to sell it. And, and volume is terrible right now, mm-hmm. right? So, although on the flip side, Ethereum is is cheap. So, yeah. Yeah. the notion of your project being more affordable now and more people being able to get in is is might kind of counteract some of that. But um, yeah, I think I think clearly people see it as a headwind, and so. Um, you know, yes, yeah, so you're getting a number of these projects that are kind of saying, hey, we're actually going to maybe hold off for a second here and, and, and wait to, till, you know, there's some maybe some volume back, prices start to head in the right direction. Um, and again, kind of understand that from, from a, a few different perspectives. Um, it is, you know, I do see this meme right around uh, uh, floating around around now it's time to build. Right. I'm hearing that a lot. Sure. It's time to, you know, bear market, time to build. This is when you build, mm. uh, you know, kind of. And then as you come I'm out always of the bear building, market, but uh, yeah, you're always building. But, you know, as you're, at, you, this is the time. I don't know. It's just, a, I, I mean, yes, people are always building. Um, I guess maybe all there is to do now is build. <laughs> so yeah, that's more it's that. the time yeah. to build. Um, <laughs> this is, this is now, you can't speculate. So all you've got remaining is building. Yeah. 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 And I follow a couple of folks that, you know, are, very big spec flippers speculator degen projects pump and dump stuff just to keep my eyes on it and and even for them like it's it's dry right now they just don't have the volume because if they're trying to flip something they can't just you know ape into something and and you know buy up you know 20th worth of you know something that's at a um, you know, 0.2 or something like that and then see that floor price rise and all these other people come in and start to flip because just honestly, there's just not a lot of people that are then kind of coming in, um, you know, all at once. Um, good projects are continuing to sell, like, you know, um, a, a good amount of pieces per day, but definitely very different from where it was um, even a few weeks ago. Yeah, for sure. I was just checking, I for whatever reason, you made me think about Pool Suite. I was checking Pool, pool Suite up to two ETH. Oh, yeah. Great. Fine. Nice. See, little, this is the time for, for builders like Pool Suite. I mean, we did talk about them quite a bit. And I, I think as we mentioned be, earlier, the viewership yep. was a little higher than expected. So, um, is it is it possible we drove sales? Is of it Pulse? possible that we drove sales? Well, of we'll, we'll we'll check on Fly Meta next next episode. That's right. We'll look. We'll make sure there's a correlation. Uh, yeah, for we could sure. have we could have millions of people on that RSS feed. We just don't know. Yeah, no yeah. Idea. So yeah, so this bigger topic. So uh, this plus about this particular project, but just this idea of lots of projects just pausing. A lot of projects that you know, and it's just a bunch of projects not announcing. So I think there's just you know a lot of projects take until they're. And I think this is maybe a smart thing to do. And I think now this time shows why. Is there's just a lot of projects out there that I'm in discords for that I've been in for quite a while. They don't have a mint date. They didn't have a mint date, you know, a month ago, and they don't have one now. Um, and they probably won't have one until it's days or a week ahead of time. Um, and so that does, you know, there, I think there is an advantage to um, maybe holding back from, okay, our mint date's going to be, you know, a month and a half from now or two months from now, um, yep. because you just, you can't predict what's what's going to happen. So I kind of like this idea of, you know, that balance between 
predictability and making sure people are well prepared and well informed because also um, if you uh, don't do that, people are maybe more susceptible to scams. You know, the, the closer the window between an announcement and you need to take action to to successfully mint, uh, the more likely it is to be a scam. I think is the, the barometer. Um, but uh, but that general idea of maybe kind of holding your powder until uh, you're actually ready to go, um, and that that's kind of the go no go call is when you actually announce the mint date um, is maybe the right way to do it. Yeah, I think the. There's also a dynamic here where it's just, and I've struggled with this with, with Tiny Isles, you can always do more work on the project. There's mm -hmm. just always more you can improve. And especially if it's going to be sort of indelibly encoded in the blockchain at the moment it's, it's yeah. minted or, or revealed or whatever, there's just always more work you can put in to make sure it's absolutely exceptional. And yeah. so having an excuse to take a little more time to do that yeah is I think can be good for multiple reasons. Yeah. So. That'd be a good, you know, a good future topic just because we've been collecting those throughout the evening. Um, I think would be a, you know, both of us have created and minted collections uh, on the blockchain. Um, and just what you said, right? Like both the one, am I, am I really done? Because here it is. Mm -hmm. um, but also just the like the mechanics of getting it right right like <laughs> all the things that you need to do correct all the 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 are you, okay are you really ready to approve this transaction <laughs> in my mm -hmm. wallet because there's no going back from kind of this you know here's the name i want for this here's the here, you know i've got the um the wallet all set up i've got you know i'm ready to go and you know just kind of making sure you get the mechanics of it right and in addition to the art there's just a lot from going like you look at one of these collections where you know, like again, like, you know, Azuki did an airdrop to everybody today, or just think about the big reveal. Think about the original Azuki reveal or the original Bored Apes reveal or whatever, but just like that moment when you've got that many eyes on you, uh, right? Mm -hmm. And and we, I think both of us have seen, you know, uh, mints and reveals go wrong, and that can be the end of a project, like right there, right? Like that can be, that can be the end of it uh, after a bunch, even if the team didn't really do anything wrong wrong it's just maybe there's some technicality oh bots were able to mint something out because you had some bug in your smart contract yep. uh oh the reveal got messed up and so now it looks sus um because like the metadata didn't get mixed correctly or it did but you know uh somebody points out that well maybe maybe they could have done something there so i think that'd be a good future topic just the mechanics of getting a collection right the minting the revealing and um, getting it out there to, to people I'll add that as a future topic. Okay. I've already added it right. as a future yeah. topic. Yeah, we almost covered it right there. I almost just did the whole the whole segment. And, yeah. And, yeah. Well, it's a good it's a good preview. It's, good preview. it's, good <laughs> it's an extensive preview. Yeah. All right. Speaking of getting things really right. Yeah. Okay, that's segue. Anyway. That was great. Let's talk about gallery. Gallery. Gallery dot so, Gallery dot so. What is dot so? I don't know. Is that a country? S -O -T -L -D. Uh, so is, is, yeah somalia somalia Inter yeah. interesting okay i, yeah. I hmm. all right um not what i expected so gallery.so is a service that has apparently been around for a bit it, I, yeah. I was recently made aware of it through another project which actually probably should, we should talk about in a future show uh, which is the ikani.ai project yeah. which offered uh, gallery.so access to people who held an Ikani uh, uh, token. And well, this is a, their thing, apparently. Like this is their, the way they hand up, hand out their general membership passes. You can't just mint or buy them 
uh, by going to their website. Like you basically have to be part of a partner project that gets invited in. So right. both of us uh, as pool suite members, as we've mentioned um, several times, um, we're actually uh, would have been able to mint uh, one of these passes had we bought our pool suite passes a couple months before when we actually did. Um, but we missed that snapshot. So uh, but we re-stumbled on it here. Yes. And so and you can also pick them up on secondary for for not too much. I think yeah, they're going I believe for it, yeah. 0.02, 0.025. I picked up a, yeah. I put some offers on them just to because I think I think I, I really believe in in what they're doing here. So if you go to gallery.so and if you have a pass, I guess if you don't have a pass, you can explore existing galleries. If you have a pass, you can create your own gallery. And it's just a really nice a clean way to show off your NFTs from multiple wallets. So you can you can very easily add in multiple wallets, although I did get this wrong initially and accidentally created multiple accounts for my multiple oh, no. wallets. Oh, but no. if you if you do it right and follow their flow as it's supposed to be followed, you can add all your various wallets. You can then create a single unified collection that spans all your wallets and that includes sections and even like long form text like you can write paragraph descriptions about various parts of your collection or individual nfts or things like that and it just generates this very nice visualization of of all the stuff you you create so i'm still working on mine but gallery.so slash rongo if you want to check out what i'm working on there right now Guess this is the I, reveal for me. I haven't looked at it. So oh, okay. Like, I didn't have much time the other day okay. when I when I okay. set this up, and mostly I was yeah. trying to troubleshoot the multiple accidental multiple accounts issue. Yeah. So it appears to be fairly straightforward. It, it appears it appears to be uh, nine midnight breezes in two columns. So, <laughs> so that's, that's that's all it is. Right. I promise it's going to get better. Right now, it is just it's just my name and then the header header my my title which is margarita lime slice strategy for vacation incorporated and then it is the header midnight breeze and then it is nine midnight breezes i promise it's going to get better i'm going to add more curation and whatnot to it but i was just trying to get something set up the other day so yeah uh yeah so i'm, I'm gallery.so slash fujimax um go figure and uh, i've had a little more extensive uh oh this is looking of- great going on so we got some like selected pfps up top we got a nice midnight breeze i recently picked up a couple of nest graphics uh the brand new piece that i'm not going to reveal yet but um that we're going to talk about in a minute for our weekly pickup um that we'd like to talk about got some beans got some galvers and then i got just uh you know just the full it's nice to have a, a place to be able to display midnight breeze banners and all of their glory so you got yeah. a single column wide layout um and it just it just looks it just looks real good um yeah i mean not just i mean in general this really supports layouts that make nfts look great whereas like OpenSea profile pages really don't cut it uh even on cyber is a something i've used in the past to do an immersive environment to display your nfts but even there it's kind of you it takes a lot of work to make them look good and, and resize them and get them to the right like looking good in that environment here it's like relatively little work and you've got just a page that shows off your collection and looks gorgeous so i'm, yeah. I'm a big fan and yeah and i mean i think that's the thing like i mean any any of us who collect a lot of nfts 
Um, like I've got a lot of stuff in my wallet. I've got stuff that I bought that I wish wasn't there, and I just haven't sent it to the burn address yet. Um, well, that, I've got a project for you there. There's, great. Uh, yep. The, the uh, uh, everything is fine. Is the oh, that's project. right? Let's remember we got to talk about that one too. We'll talk about that on a future everything show. Is fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but in general, OpenSea just does a bad job. Uh, everybody does a bad job. They're a marketplace. They're not they're not meant to be a, a kind of a social profile or a, a gallery. They, they dabble a little bit. I mean, the, the yeah, fact you can set a profile photo on a stuff. banner. I mean, I think yeah. I think they're I, I think they have they might have future ambitions in that direction. Certainly yeah. the existing product yeah. does not really support that use case. Yeah, I mean, certainly, I mean, even if you could do the right things like with settings, like, hey, don't show stuff that people airdrop into my wallet. Like, let me, yeah. like, make, make me put it on my main my main page. Like, stuff like that would would help. But, but then the layout piece of it, you're just never going to get, they're never going to pay this much attention, um, yeah. you know, where I can set the number of columns per section, reorder sections. And the details pages are beautiful, too. If you click on, um, you know, like one of my Nest graphics and go to the one-up page. Oh, like those this are is something, great. Yeah, they, this is something you can like, link something to. You can add a collector's like note. Pages. Yeah, I can add a note to it that other people can see. That could, I maybe could talk about like when I bought this, why I bought it, what it means to me. You yeah. know, um, if I want to sell it, maybe I could put, hey, send me an offer or whatever. Um, but they're just nice one-up um, photos that I, this is what I would, if somebody, if I was going to send somebody a piece that they had a question about, Hey, what you said you had some nest piece, like which one was it? This is the link I would send them. I wouldn't send them yeah. a link to the open sea, um, uh, uh, page or looks rare page or whatever. I would send them here for sure. Yeah. Um, this looks great. Yeah. Yep. So as I mentioned, I, you know, in the last, ep last episode, I'm a designer. So seeing this kind of care, like a, a whole service that is literally built around like helping you show off, um, the art, that you've purchased uh, in, a, in a delightful way is super, super cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Gallery.so. Right. That is, yeah, gallery.so. Uh, All right. Let's, oh, let's yeah. go. Next section. Next section. Next we got, section. Well, this is where we're getting to, we're getting to it here. So we, we're getting we to got it. a couple, we got a couple update sections to close out the show here. So first we have a new segment that we are calling Pickup of the Week. Pickup of the, you want to try to do it at the same time? Three, two, one. Pick, Pick up, up of, of the, the week. week. Yeah. So here we're going to talk about one thing we picked up in the past week, and yeah. just talk about why we picked it up. And just, one. It just one. Just oh, one. Pick so one. I, this okay. does assume we're going to pick up at least one thing in any given week, but I feel like if we don't pick up a thing in the week, what are we doing having a show that week anyway? So that probably makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, and, and again, I guess we shouldn't call it pickup of the week. We should call it pickup of the, since the oh, last right. podcast. We're, we're right. promising. I mean, we, we're, we're we already to have had this show on a, on a weekly cadence between yeah. episodes one and two, but we should be very clear that we're not promising right. that cadence going yeah. forward. That is how you burn out on doing anything that you love is promising yes. a cadence to um, someone, not yourself. Yeah. Um, Great. So my uh, so mine has a theme to it. Uh, so my pickup, my one pickup of the week is sighting number one, uh, which is a one of one uh, by Nor44, uh, who um, is somebody that I know about um, from Midnight Breeze uh, and the kind of homage that the Dutch Tide, the artist of that, did with one of the um, filters um, that um, is on. Uh, some of the Midnight Breeze banners. Uh, he has a NOR 44 um, effect um, that basically takes the aesthetic um, of this artist and applies it. It's like a little kind of a mm, vintagey kind of looking effect with like this little tiny red um, signature kind of panel in the, in the corner um, of the banner. 
Um, so anyways, uh, so sighting uh, number one um, by Nor44 is my first purchase also off of Known Origin. Oh, um, right. which is one go? of the things like foundation and you know kind of the, the foundation.app and uh super rare it's kind of like an art centric um you know uh marketplace and so it, i'll just read the description here it says this artwork is part of my sighting series i am using ai algorithms to create unidentified flying objects which i then incorporate into my own photography so 100% digital unless analog photography is part of the process, strictly one of one. So here, uh, this particular piece is a photo of some Tokyo um, brutalist uh, architecture building, uh, sort of a building with a very blocky square, uh, you know, kind of former signage taken down, but the shadow of that sign remains. Uh, and then there's like this little floating drone AI alien craft next to it. Um, the other pieces in this series are, uh, this one's pretty zoomed in, kind of a picture of uh, this top corner of a, of a uh, maybe a tall building. Some of the other pieces are quite interesting. There's one of New York City uh, where um, there's just like this giant spaceship over top of Central Park. Uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I just like the series. I'd heard of the artist before, saw it on Twitter. They were saying the artist themselves was like, whoa, like, thought this would be the first one to sell and it's still available and so i was like looked at it and i was tokyo is a is a is a uh, uh, one of my favorite places um some of the architecture reminds me of some of the stuff that um, dutch tide was doing in his tide estates collection um so it fit in really with that and then kind of the midnight breeze connection just made it a no-brainer to pick up for 0.2 f which i thought wow. was uh you know nice not bad good yeah. pickup good pickup pick of the of the of the of, something of the of the time pick frame up of the period pick up of the, the pop <laughs> pick, Peep, pop. pop pop okay um <laughs> my pickup of the yeah. time What'd frame slash period slash time since last show is i picked up similarly along the lines of photography nfts mm. i picked mm -hmm. up blue moon from the sky vibes v2 collection by richie mills aka richie likes jpegs and this is something where I was, this is actually cer certainly the first photography NFT I've, I've sought out and purchased and was actually something that kind of brought me around to being interested in photography NFTs. Mm -hmm. I've previously not paid a lot of attention to them. I don't know exactly why. I think it's sort of a notion of just having some uh, feeling that NFTs should be not connected to the real world or, or should be sort of creating fantasy environments that aren't, are you know, again, aren't, aren't like real landscapes. And the point where you get like, yeah. this is just a picture of the real world. It's kind of like, well, that doesn't feel like the metaverse. That doesn't feel like the future. That doesn't feel like NFTs, you know? So I think I had been a little bit in that mentality and kind of thought of photography. Also just photography feels like it's, um, it feels like there's more of it out there, which I know is like not accurate when you're talking about actually high-end photography produced right. by talented people, right. but it feels like there are just more people in the world that can produce compelling photographs than there are that can produce like a Nest Graphics one-on-one -on -one or one-on-one -on -one or whatever, right? So yeah. um, so I think, I think all that was kind of, again, pushing me away from photography, but then I saw this. Uh, yeah. So this, this Blue Moon from Skyvibes V2, and it's just, a, it's a very nice photo of, of a, of a, very i don't know what with the you know crescent moon but like ultra crescent moon and it's a really almost gone moon on top of a i assume new zealand landscape that's where richie mills is based 
and some really nice color layering and and, yeah. and just sort of ambiance. And, yeah, I'm curious you know, how much this was. I'd be really interested in the process behind this photo to understand how much it was out of the camera, how much it was, or how much it was processed or anything. Because when I saw this, I, first I, I was about to ask you, I was going to say, are you sure, are you sure this is a photo? Um, oh, yeah. But uh, then I went and looked at a couple of the other pieces in the collection. It, it, it clear that these are photos. He is an astrophotography yes. professional. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's quite, quite the photo, um, which looks, I mean, it looks like a painting. Yeah, right. So it has a little bit of that kind of illustration painting aspect to it, um, although, you know, derived from a, from a real photo. And the other thing I thought was kind of cool about this, and I haven't really thought of this before, but before I uh, bought into the auction on this, I first I, I asked Richie, hey, like, does this come with commercial rights? And mm -hmm. my thought there was like, I actually do use photography a lot in like posters and website designs and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I, I just have a folder of stuff, mostly public domain stuff that I found that I know I can use in, in whatever I produce. And then some stuff I bought from, you know, uh, royalty free, uh, you know, licensing sites and stuff like that, that I that I use in, in things I make. And so I just have a folder of that. And I think it's kind of a cool concept that like, I can buy this NFT. And so I, for the record, Richie did confirm and like, yes, like I can grant you commercial rights if you if you end up winning the auction. And the cool thing about that is it's like, okay, cool. I can build up a collection of these NFTs and I can also take the imagery and add it to my sort of design assets folder where if there's future projects I'm working on where I need something, you know, this like right. as a background or whatever that I can pull this, pull this asset and use it without um, having to go and find something, something new from, or just, you know, just building up a library of this stuff to use in designs. I think it's really, really cool. So, right. No, it's super cool. And it's super, I just kind of pulled up the full version here. It's a uh, super high res. Yeah, exactly. Well. Yeah. So it's, um, it's ideal from that perspective. Also, like, unlike buying something from like a royalty free site or whatever, I know here is a very direct connection to yeah. the artist is getting, you know, 90, whatever, 97.5% uh, of the, or actually, yeah. I don't know, it was on a, it wasn't on OpenSea. It was on an auction. It was on foundation. foundation. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what foundation takes, but it's getting, you know, the majority of the, of the, of the value I'm paying here. Uh, and it's, and, and it's not, you know, there's, there's not an, a, at least not as much of an intermediary as there would be with, um, with a, a, a typical royalty free assets site. So, yeah. So anyway, cool that's my pickup. Yeah. Both yeah. a cool thing to have in my collection. And then also I just think it has kind of gotten me interested in photography NFTs in a way I was not previously. So, yeah. Yeah. The thing I, um, I, so I've, NFTs, the other thing I was thinking of with photography and even the thing I bought um, was just, you know, um, you know, turning these things physical, right? So certainly we have the personal mm -hmm. rights to them to be able to get them printed and uh, framed and that kind of stuff. And so um, I think there are, you know, a lot of pieces I think I'm uh, happy just seeing on a digital display, but I think there's probably a couple pieces that uh, I'll, I'll want to be actually physically printing and putting on the wall. And so I think that's also a really interesting angle to it, which is, you know, instead of, um, I've got a lot of stuff on my walls already. Uh, uh, very, few, there's a few pieces. Uh, actually, there's, there's a significant number of pieces now, I guess, from um, kind of artists that, you know, smaller artists that uh, made direct contact with or uh, 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 that are hanging up. But it, it's always good to have that kind of stuff versus more kind of commercial commercial art uh, on the wall. So another another benefit, I guess, to kind of buying um, the art side of the NFT space is also being able to decorate your physical space with it. Cool. Yeah, cool. for sure. 
Cool. All right. All right. And then and then I assume because we talked about our last show, I assume you've also picked up a Martian Premier League player. Okay, so here's the story there. Uh, I tried. I, I went <laughs> to the OpenSea collection and I say I, I scrolled for, I'm going to say a good six to six and a half minutes. And uh, I just couldn't find something that I liked, I mean, I, I, there were some things that were getting better, but they were starting to get pricey. And so like certainly anything like floor right off the floor, like it's kind of wasn't feeling They're They're a little grunge for me, a little grungy. And we talked about this last time. Yeah, you're not going to get the best folks going to the Martian Premier League. Right. So I get that that fits the aesthetic of the story and the narrative. But but from a do I want do I want to look at that? Like, do I want to set my profile picture to that? Do I want to print out that? <laughs> no, you just want to have wall? that participating for you in the excitement that is the Martian Premier League. Yeah, maybe I mean, maybe once the game actually starts and I can see what it's like, then I can FOMO in, you know, and pay 10x what, what <laughs> I could have if I bought it now. But I just, I'm not, I can't get into it for the art of the PFPs themselves. Sure. So um, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to keep watching, though, see if there's a good, you know, check that, those those floor MPLs every once in a while, <laughs> see if there's anything, you know, somebody's, drop a nice clean one but uh and then maybe once the game starts it'll be interesting and so i'll jump in for the mechanics but um no as of now i can't say that the uh the martian premier league has has found a place in in, in my wallet yet all right we'll keep we'll keep on top of that we'll check in it's good for us to own different things you know that if we all if we all bought one of each thing then you know that's not it's not a very you know that's less Fair. interesting right so we got a little diversity in there. I'm going to let you be the MPL expert for the podcast yeah. here. All right. Well, we'll, we'll keep on top of that. I'll make sure I keep a pulse on the MPL yeah. progress. Keep speaking, speaking, speaking. Of of, we're all about the same. Keeping the pulse. Speaking of, of pulse on the progress. So, so yeah. last time we did an update on what well, we really can't decide what to call it, but but you could either call it the Q DAO or the Dance DAO or Dance Routine. I like the Q DAO. Q DAO. Okay, Q-Dow we have the Q DAO. Nice. So we've got the QDAO, and that's our between the two of us. We we funded this this DAO, which is which is attempting to buy things that may 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 accrue value. May and accrue value. I went ahead and went back and did a more detailed accounting of the DAO, yes. including trying to calculate what we actually where yes. we actually stand. Yeah, how rich are we? Is the question yes. taking into account expenses like gas fees and and all this. Ugh. and then looking at what our kind of profits and losses are. So a couple of things there. So one is you can now see this accounting live if you go right. to the coldwallet.xyz and hit the access QDAO button. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> Very intense. <laughs> and then you, so if, 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 if you're so inclined, but also I'll just give you the summary. So here's where we stand right now with the QDAO. So we, we deposited... 0.4 Ethereum of seed funding. We bought one Fly Meta at 0.05. We sold that Fly Meta at 0.15. We bought Huge. one Bobu at 0.181. We sold that Bobu at 0.279. So we're doing great so far. Nuts. Then <laughs> we bought another Bobu at 0.182. Yeah. And we bought a third Bobu, or a, we now hold two Bobus. Our, our, our next Bobu we bought at 0.08. So we bought a 
at this point relatively expensive bobu and then at this point a cheaper bobu bobu yeah. at least according at the time i pulled the data this bobu was worth about 0.089 i don't know what the live price is He's up 0.084 right now yeah 0.084 okay so we are well 0.084 may change these numbers a little bit but as is, as of the as of the 0.089 version of bobu if you yeah. believe bobu might be worth 0.089 we had 0.4 in deposits 0.2376 in cash on hand, 0.098 in expenses, so gas fees and stuff like that, uh, 0.178 in assets on hand, which is just the two Bobus, yep. uh, which generates an overall profit and loss of 0.016 Ethereum profit Woo! or a return of 3.9%. <laughs> I mean, Look at the rest of the market right now. I mean, you're losing. You're losing forty I mean, percent. Getting getting three point nine percent in this market. I the mean, best how can asset managers in the world are would be look at this number, and <laughs> you know be be delighted. So I think I think that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, Bobu. We'll see what happens with Bobu. I mean, the, so they're working on the Bobu um, a bucket hat. So wow. one of the first prop, you know, one of the first. Um, and then for those Bobo's, who don't know, I think we talked about last show. Bobu is the fractional Azuki number forty. Right. A, yeah. We own two of the fractions. Yeah, so you can vote on proposals or whatever. And so the first proposal was: should they create a Bobu plushie or a Bobu bucket hat? And every the Bobu holders voted for the bucket hat. And so they're they're in the process of making it. I think it'll be curious to see if that's a similar to this. If Bobu holders will just get a token and it will be redeemable for free, um, or if it will be um something you have to pay for i'm guessing it's going to be free um so uh well i just you know the one uh you know i think azuki has some uh ground to make up in terms of goodwill uh so they certainly uh, made up a lot of that ground today for sure uh and uh with the bobu hat could that could be bring everything right back to where it was right Everybody getting bucket hats, so we'll see. But yeah, QDAO is uh, the state of the QDAO is good. <laughs> All right, and with that, so we will close out this episode of the Cold Wallet. We'll be back in some indeterminate amount of time once there is more news to share. Although we got a good good queue of topics lined up, we should also say you can now email us. Actually, you can email us oh. rongo at thecoldwallet.xyz or fujimax at thecoldwallet.xyz. Oh, I got an email address. You got an email address now. Yes. So if anyone wants to reach out with those are you can contact us there. You can also obviously visit the website, the cold wallet at XYZ and hit up our Twitter pages and access the QDAO and uh, do whatever you'd like there. So. All right. Well, that'll that'll close this out. My Negroni is is done. Where are you at? Yeah, I've got I've got a very I've got maybe about a just a centimeter left of a very uh, watered down remains of a Negroni, but that's kind of sometimes the best part. It gives yeah, you a little that could be finishing nice. outro to the helps drink. That, and helps it last for an entire, you know, hour plus show. So yeah, I mean, I had a big glass, but yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Very good. We will see you all next time on The Cold, the cold Wallet. Wallet.